0: John, happy fall, guys. Who fell?
1: Well, it was a happy fall. First day of fall. Oh, that's right. Today, September 22nd.
2: This is how we're starting the show. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the weather outside is. Mm. Let's go, Yankees. It's a, little, it's a little cool out, you know? Let's go, Yankees. Mm hmm. Let's go.
1: Hey, Ryan, tell us Did about see this? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob Ross.
0: Bob Bob. Bob Ross, he's a fellow with an afro. It's a fake afro. You guys didn't know that. Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, what, did you see his documentary on Netflix? Yeah. Okay.
0: He used to get a perm just just for that look which is an amazing look by the way. One that I think I might go for one day. Hmm. My wife set us up on a Bob Ross date for my birthday and she set up Christmas lights outside on the on the deck and put up a couple of canvases and we painted along with a Bob Ross video.
2: That is the cutest thing I've ever heard.
0: That adorable.
1: is a fun birthday. It was fun. And
2: that, it was also a little relaxing, you know. I'm sure.
0: Happy little... Trees. Trees.
2: Butterflies, whatever. Yeah. The birds. We
0: made mountains. Mountains in like a snowy... Okay. Snowy cabin. Nice. Well, I didn't make the cabin because I ran
1: out of paint.
2: But
0: there is mountains in a snowy, and in my heart, there's a cabin
2: there. There's a mountain and a snowy. Yeah,
1: (laughs) is there also the northern lights? No, not that one. Just there's a moon, but that's that's just
0: about it. A moon, mountains, and snowy, but no cabin. No cabin.
2: A snowy, nothing. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the cutest date I've ever heard. Thank you. It's even cuter now that I heard it for the second time, because <laughs> he told me before we recorded. Yeah, but since starting the show is so awkward. Yeah, but here we are.
0: Bro, you sound sexy today.
2: Do I? Yeah. Oof. It's probably the asthma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the lack of oxygen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that sickness kicked my butt, man. Yeah. If I sound a little hoarse, but we gotta roll with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nay. Because if we don't, then Mark's stomach's gonna take over the episode.
1: <laughs> this is great content.
2: <laughs> and if we don't, then we'll have nothing to release in Hold a couple on.
0: weeks. Let me think of a bodily function to do real quick.
2: Okay, go ahead. Rawr. I almost rather start the show by showing the audience our new sound bites.
1: That is that is one of your favorite things to do. Really? Yeah. I don't know, it's one of their favorite things.
2: Can you let us know right now if it's one of your favorite things? to
0: hear hold on message incoming so (laughs) if it's not
2: one of your favorite things i want you to clearly tell me right now if you stay silent i know it's one of your favorite things (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right oh the message came in there's no message
2: they want to hear it
0: this is like dora the explorer when you (laughs) she just waits for an answer yeah (laughs) When I was a kid, I w- I would run up to the speaker in the TV, and I would yell the answers. Because it wasn't Dora, it was Steve with Blue's Clues. Oh yeah, Blue's Clues. He'd be like, "There's a clue where?"
2: And I'd be like, uh, "On the mirror."
0: Back when TVs had speakers on them, you know. Oh yeah, All right. All, All right, right. right,
2: let's show him the new soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Lechecita.
0: Daddy yeah. no want milk. I don't,
2: I don't like lechecita. Like
0: Daddy no want milk. Daddy like no milk. <laughs>
2: Daddy, I don't,
0: don't watch like us that. I like that at the end, the uh, little...
2: You like the harmonizing?
1: Yeah. Yeah? I that's especially... From... I like the white noise in them. Yeah, yeah. That's That adds <laughs> a little... <laughs> it adds a little
0: salt and pepper to <laughs> it, you know? I don't like to That's kind of how you sound today. Really? Yeah. yeah I all... couldn't tell the difference. Oh, horse! Wow. I thought that that was you saying that. <laughs> Bible Dingers, ding or no ding. Couldn't find it there for a second. Just leave that long pause in there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I do. (laughs) Ding or no ding, where I'm Nick, and I'm here with Ryan and Mark, and we are Bible Dingers. There it is. (laughs) We got two new bites, and it threw off the whole board. Yeah. And we start each and every episode with fake news or real news, where I come up with a news headline. My friends here, Ryan and Mark, have to decide whether it's ding real or no ding fake. And then we dive into the topic at hand, and that is the book of first John. One Cita. One cita. One cita. One one. Yep. So are you guys ready for this?
0: Yep. I said. Yep.
2: Are yep. you ready yep. for yep. this? Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Do you like yep. coffee as much as I like coffee, Mark? We talked about this before.
1: I drink coffee every morning as soon as I wake up.
2: You just got into it recently?
1: Coffee? Really? <coughs> I didn't realize.
2: <laughs> you just got You just got into well, it recently, Mark. Right? Well, you ordered it oh. at the diner, but Oh, yeah, I did. You used to hate it. Now I see you drinking it more often.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I still hate it, but I do it out of necessity. Really? Yeah. A
1: lot of people do that.
2: I love it. It's my favorite thing, I think.
0: There's been two times just whistling? Yeah. Somebody's nose was whistling. (laughs) There's been two times this past year where I had like caffeine withdrawal headaches. And I fear nothing more in life at this point than caffeine withdrawal headaches because especially the first one, bro, it was like debilitating. Like I couldn't even I couldn't even function.
1: Hmm. Well, you know it's only for a, a day, and then you get over it. Yeah. And uh, actually, back in February, um, I went a month without coffee, and I actually felt great. Really? Like I was so awake. Yeah. But I just missed the taste of coffee too much. Mm. Yeah. So I I drink it still.
2: I love I love the taste of coffee.
0: I drink Crystal Lights in the morning. Sold. So <laughs> crystal Lights, I. I stir in a little bit of metamucil <laughs> to get the bones going. You know,
1: you, so- <coughs> you know, some people drink soda in the morning, yeah, for caffeine.
0: I don't drink soda first thing in the morning, but I'll d- I'll drink soda before lunch. You know what I mean? Sure. Brunch. Anyway, yeah.
2: Do you guys like beer?
0: I do like beer. Yeah.
2: How about you? I know you used to. You don't I like used it anymore. To. I don't
0: dislike it, but I don't like drink it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Comes with reformed theology, bro. I know. As you get more mature in the word, you you become more of an alcoholic. Yes. Okay. Exactly.
1: (laughs) My friend went on a missions trip to Germany and they said, like, you know, I mean, it's Europe. Everybody drinks over there. Yeah. Like, especially in the church. Especially. (laughs) Not especially. (laughs) (laughs) Not especially. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) But they would have like gatherings after service where they're just like drinking beer and talking.
2: Went to the beer hall. Well, you guys would be excited about this if it's real. If not, then you won't be excited because it's fake. Well, but here we are. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready, Mark? Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is coming out with a (coughs) beer. Oh, Mark says no.
0: I'm trying to
1: think of other chains
0: that have beer. And I can't think
1: of a single one. Like a, one similar to Dunkin' that would have beer? Yeah, like... Starbucks?
0: They have beer? No. No, I'm saying yeah, they don't. No.
1: Even like a, your local coffee shop doesn't sell beer.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with a big... F-
2: oh, oh, Whoa, oh, oh, oh! Don't wait, wait ruin the game. Wait a second. Don't ruin the game. Tooting or not tooting? That
0: is the question. What, what is the answer? I'm, I'm going to no go ding. with a big, fat no ding.
2: No ding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you guys, this season is an incredible season for me. You guys are wrong. Oh, wow. Duncan and Harpoon are releasing three new beers, including one made with actual coffee rolls. Actual coffee roll? Sure, Starbucks may have the pumpkin spice latte, but for the fifth year in a row, their coffee competition at Dunkin' is offering some solid counter-programming to a seasonal espresso drink. Seasonal beers! <laughs> including a brand new beer inspired and made with a Dunkin' coffee roll. What's a coffee yeah, roll? Yeah, what's a coffee roll? Coffee roll. It's like a cinnamon
0: roll. But it's made out of coffee.
2: No, it's made to dip in your coffee.
0: Oh, so it is a cinnamon roll, <laughs> but so, they called it a coffee roll.
2: No, old-fashioned <laughs> people like no. It's like a, like a, like a bow tie type deal.
0: A bow tie.
1: <laughs> so you wear this coffee?
2: You never heard Off of a bow tie sure and a coffee roll?
1: No, I honestly haven't. What's a coffee roll,
2: bro? You is gotta it gotta like a, a Dunkin' today?
1: Like a biscotti?
2: No. You know what a biscotti is and you don't know what a coffee roll is, bro? Everybody yeah. knows what a biscotti is, bro. what a biscotti is. Everybody Dude. knows what a biscotti is. A coffee roll is this giant, giant <laughs> cinnamon roll. Gigantic cinnamon roll. <laughs> but it's not... Like, you know how a cinnamon is, like, gooey on the inside? Uh, it's yeah. It's not... It doesn't have that white cream on the inside. It's just more, like, of a dry, giant cinnamon roll. <laughs> What's the appeal? That's, that's kind of like a bow tie texture. <laughs> Do you not know what a bow tie is? <laughs> yeah, no. of course. You put
0: it on your shirt. Oh, my gosh. No. Virgil
2: so- wears them all the time. Shout out, Virgil. I love you. But it's not these types of bow ties. So it's more so like a glazed donut texture.
1: Without the glaze?
2: With cinnamon inside. Oh, okay. So kind of like that, if I had to.
1: sounds dry and not good. No,
2: it's very good. <laughs> So they're partnered with Harpoon Brewery for a lineup for autumn beers. And the collection is four brews strong called the Harpoon Duncan Boxo Beer.
0: Boxo Beer.
2: The mixed 12-pack is headlined by their collaborative Pumpkin Spice Latte Ale Mm. through for 2022. And three new brand new brews, all made with Dunkin' Coffee, Cold Brew Coffee Porter, Hazelnut Blonde Stout... And coffee roll cream ale.
0: You know what's interesting about that is I heard most people don't like Duncan's coffee. I don't.
1: Yeah, I hear not, that a lot. of
2: Not people hot don't like coffee, it. but I'm a fan of their cold yeah. espresso.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Their yeah. hot coffee is really bad.
2: Yeah, it's like watered down, not very flavorful. Mm. And I don't like Starbucks hot coffee either. It's it's, it's the, better, but it's it's the other side of the fence. It's extremely dark and and kind of burnt. Kind of burnt.
0: I hate when they burn my coffee, bro. Yeah. They just turn it up to high and leave it there for so long. And it turns
2: into coffee caramel?
0: And it turns into coffee caramel, bro. I can't stand that. Mm -hmm. You know?
1: I can't tell if you're being serious.
0: Oh, I'm being so serious, bro. Yeah. I've never been more serious. Daddy
1: no want milk
0: in my life about anything. Hey,
1: I've been with the boss for a minute, At the cross for a minute, spitting to the law for a minute with the south for a minute in his thoughts, living on the radar, knowing what the stakes are. Hey, hot black, you don't gotta play the race cars. You're to Bible Dingers podcast,
0: yeah, you sure are. Yes, you are. You, you sure are,
1: there, buddy. Wow.
0: uh, yep, yeah. yeah, you're listening to Bible Dingers podcast, there, buddy.
2: Look at you, all right. Just for the record, I think this is the most success I've had in any other season for Ding or No Ding against you guys.
0: That's for the record. Keep that record keeper. Guinness. Guinness. And you know what
2: started it all? Our patron, Saul, challenging me and telling me that I don't stump anyone. And I'm like, for real? For real? For real? For real? I don't like let's just eat that So I brought the stump.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Thank you, Saul. And thank you, Saul.
2: Shout out, Saul. We love you.
0: And thank you, Austin. And thank you to all of our patrons whom we love. Where are the turtles? Where are they? Let's get into the toidle of the book. And toidle, as you know, is how a New Yorker would say turtle in any sort of spoofy kind of movie. But it also kind of sounds like Title, like title. So wow, we've gone
2: ahead two years ago about, and added yeah, the soundbite. Say, so you're <laughs> explaining it now. I'm sure the listeners really appreciate that.
1: You just like the Office, and you wanted an excuse to use that.
0: That's a hundred percent exactly <laughs> what happened. I was on a website where you can download Office sound effects, and I was like, how can I use any of these? <laughs> and it was a stretch, but I found one. But it stuck. Yeah. All right. So the title of First John comes from the ascribed author of the book. Of course, that would be the author first. Of course. Um, it would be the author John, and no, that didn't that didn't work out too good, did it? Oh. That joke,
2: you know. <laughs> you know what that sound like? What? Something going right over my head.
0: Oh, okay. I see.
2: It sounds like your nose earlier.
0: Oh, okay. That was. Uh, I'll nose. take the blame for Mark's nose. That was my nose.
1: Yep. That was your nose. That I'll was... take the blame, though. We can yeah. say it was my nose. It was your nose, Ryan.
2: Yeah. That was a type of shadow, types of uh... shadows of things to come in the future of the episode. It was Mark's nose, but I took. It was Mark's nose prophesying that that joke would go over my head. Oh, I thought we were talking about like a propitiation uh, uh, type of. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, it did get written by John. So that's where the title comes from. And also I spent a good amount of time researching why there's first, second and third John, like in the order that they're in. Um, you know, usually the case is that they are chronologically written uh, in that order. But there's also been the case where one is bigger than the other one and so it gets the first versus second designation um but i i honestly couldn't find a conclusive answer and i spent a lot of time trying to find out why first second and third were in the order they're in Mm -hmm. so it's not clearly chronological but it might be chronological i really don't know couldn't figure it out fellas who wrote this All right, so the book of 1 John never actually names the author internally like many of the epistles do, uh, but early church fathers consistently ascribed this book to John the Apostle and disciple of Jesus. Uh, This was affirmed by Irenaeus, Clement of Alexandria, and Tertullian. That Irenaeus affirmation is actually pretty important um, because Irenaeus was a student of Polycarp, not the Pokemon Polycarp, as I've mentioned before. Polycarp mm-hmm. is an early church father. Yes, and Polycarp was a student of John, the mm-hmm. the apostle who we believe wrote this book. And so there's a pretty close chain there between the author and the person who said that John wrote it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Do you guys know how uh, I just learned this last week? You know how Polycarp died?
0: No. In Did a pokey battle. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Is that what it was? Yeah. I figured. <coughs> yep. Somebody summoned Charizard. Yep. And he did the flame thing the f- with his mouth. Flame blast. The flame blast. And then Polycarp, you know, he's a, he's a fish.
1: Yeah. He
0: got wasted. Cooked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got turned into a filet. A, a filet of fish
2: I want to say he was 86 years old. Oh. And during this time period they were killing Christians left and right and they gave him one last chance to recant and he said for 86 years Jesus never failed me mm. and I'm not failing him now awesome and mm. he got killed what a man he got martyred for the faith
1: nice what a man well dude. not nice but yeah yeah but a boy, you know
0: yeah yeah that kind of nice yeah that's you awesome get, you
2: gotta catch them all <laughs>
0: That's what Nero that's, was trying that's, to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed up. <laughs> All right. Um, the fact that the early church confirmed this book was written by John while the author remained anonymous in the text, I think actually speaks to their confidence in his authorship because the early church vigorously opposed any forged letters that were claimed to have been written by apostles. Um, they would immediately snuff those out and they would call him out by name and say, this is not, you know, this is not of that apostle. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they ascribed him authorship without him even saying his own name, I think it speaks volumes. Also, the author spoke with authority saying in chapter four, verse six, that whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And anonymous, An anonymous writer speaking with this type of authority and confirmed by the early church would certainly be written by somebody with the authority that, like, the apostle John did.
2: Yep, yeah. So, next up is
0: yo, 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 where this was written
2: (laughs) date of authorship. And with this, with this book, it's hard to date this book, first off. Because, I mean, it really wouldn't appreciate <laughs> you taking it out anywhere, anyway. <laughs> and trying, I was trying not to laugh. if you had like, you know, if you had the intent of taking it out, it's not yeah. going to. It's It would be hard. It's <laughs> going to be really, especially if it's a hardcover book.
0: Yeah, it's super hard to date. It's
2: going to be really hard to date. <laughs> yeah. Soft ones might be a little bit easier. Yeah, There's no
0: connection there. When you're speaking, it's like they're not even listening. <laughs> That's
2: what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, but they say you can't judge a book by its cover.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I would say it might be a cheap date. Yeah. Go ahead and give it a shot. Yeah. But with this particular book, it's hard to date because there aren't any concrete historical indicators within the text. There are a few clues that will help us gather a general time frame, though, even though there are no historical indicators within the text. And uh, Church Tradition says that John wrote his book when he was old and living in Ephesus. And some phrasing within the book supports an old John, such as when he calls the readers his little children. Hmm. The vocabulary and style of the Gospel of John is very similar to the epistles. Therefore, many say that they were likely written around the same time. So the Gospel of John is typically dated towards the end of the first century. Also, it seems like the heresy that we see John combating is an early form of Gnosticism. This is similar to the heresy that Paul is combating at the very end of his life. And all these clues lead to a later date, possibly somewhere around 90 to 95 AD. Action is coming. That's not it, bro. Action is coming. That's not it, bro. This is it for historical context. And gentlemen, action is coming. Are you ready? Time for the historical context section of this book. John was the younger brother of the other disciple James, and they were both the sons of Zebedee. And Jesus gave them the nickname "sons of thunder," probably because they were fiery individuals, and not that they had thunder thighs, right? Like we shouted out, like we do in yeah. episode right. three. Yeah. I think when we talk about shout out to all the thighs out there. Yeah. The yeah. 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 Let's <laughs> throwing it back. When we oh, talking yeah. about I think it was Isaiah. Maybe. Was that the thighs of bronze?
0: Oh no, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah. Shout out to all the sons of thunder, even though they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, You're
0: super dark today, bro dark yeah yeah your jokes are pretty dark tonight. really yeah like so, the like the weather outside you know getting back to the weather <laughs> it's pretty dark outside
2: Mm. you wow. know? that's a good point <laughs> so besides first and third John I mean besides first through third John he also wrote the gospel of John as well as revelation some more fun historical context facts John was the final living disciple of Jesus. Although he was old, he was active. He actively ministered in churches by overseeing evangelism programs, overseeing churches, and, of course, writing some of these books. And a lot of people in that day were eager to talk to him as he was the last living eyewitness of Jesus's life, death, resurrection, and ascension. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. It'd be mm-hmm. cool
0: if somebody in your church like, saw all that, you know? Mm-hmm. I would definitely want to talk to him, too.
2: Yeah. That polycarp point is a really good point, though. Oh, yeah. The fact that they're so close. Yep. I mean, he would definitely have said, no, he didn't write this. Right. He was one of my disciples or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: Yep. All right. It's time for the porpoise of the book. Now we have this sound bite because that's a, a noise that a oh. porpoise makes.
1: Well, you see, I think Nick tickled you, and that's the sound that you made. Is it? I think that's where that came I, from.
0: I'm, I'm almost ninety percent sure that I was trying to make a dolphin noise. Oh yeah. What kind of accent was that? What What did I sound <laughs> like? Did I sound like 90% Irish? Ninety
2: percent sure i had been
0: Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's my my inner accent that's that's Your always been accent. there. Yeah. Anyways. The word porpoise sounds similar to the word purpose. Oh. So, okay. We use that as a soundbite to introduce the purpose of the book. It all makes
2: sense. I'm so happy after three years of doing this, you're yeah. finally explaining our jokes. Yeah.
1: It's like behind the scenes, you know? Exactly.
2: You should cut this and just give it to the patrons.
1: Yeah.
0: This is so, this is such important information that I don't know. You know, you just don't know. I just don't know. All right. So John gives several different reasons for writing this letter right in the text. Chapter two, verses 12 through 14 says this. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. So, in general, John is not only combating the false teachings of early Gnosticism in this book, but also reaffirming the basics of the faith. And he he reiterates who Jesus is and what he did, and how we are to respond to that truth. And now it is time for... Uh, It's time for fun facts. (laughs) Alright. The first fun fact is that John is really firm with his language. While Paul typically allows for gray areas, um, and he... He speaks about what a Christian is to do when they fail in, in certain areas of their life. That's not John. John's not like Paul in that in that aspect. John is very plain and black and white in what he says. Um, he'll say there's light and darkness, truth and lies, children of God and children of the devil. And that's it. He doesn't really allow for this, you know, I guess this these moments of sanctification that are pretty practical in our lives. He, he doesn't really make that distinction in his book. He just says it's this or that. You're good or you're evil. And that's pretty much it.
1: What do you think he would say of us? Evil. Evil. No yeah. doubt. Children of wrath. Yep. No doubt.
0: All right. That is the first fun fact. And then the second out of two fun facts is that this epistle is notoriously difficult to outline because there's really like no flow or exact moments where the subject is changing as there is in Paul's letters. Uh and because of that fun fact, we're giving like a super general outline of this book because it's just so it's so difficult to actually nail down like exact points and moments of of changing thought. So, with that. Hold on. Being said,
2: I'll give you one more fun fact. Give it to me. And that is it was so hard to outline and actually feed off of what you wrote on your outline that I just rewrote the outline into what made it easier for me. Perfect. So Sounds you're good. right about that. <laughs> you're so right that I had trouble Yeah. even writing from the points that you created that I hadn't made my own. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is hard. It is.
1: It's outline time.
2: Yeah, but with that said, based on our work, this book has one, two, three, four, four points. The first one is living with and fellowshiping with God, and uh, we see that in chapter one through chapter two. And that's se- that section off in between three subcategories, if you say you know so to speak, or so. <laughs> so, based on what I can come up with to give to you guys to make it easier to digest, even though there's a lot more covered in this section. So basically, the first large chunk of chapter 1 and 2 is talking about how God is light and Christ is the way. In short, John begins his letter by directing attention to Christ's divinity, incarnation, and saving death. So we're going to talk about what it means to to be light in the next section and uh, that has that has a lot of different meanings and a lot of different interpretations based on what commentator uh, com- commentaries you read but we're just giving you small nuggets to remember so if you remember God is light and Christ is the way congratulations you know the first full chapter of First show,
0: congratulations nuggets and we're sending out trophies
2: yeah And the second point of chapters 1 and 2 is God's nature and human sin. And we see that through verses 5 and 10 of chapter 1. God is light. So where light symbolizes both knowledge and purity, which contrasts sharply to human sin. You know, sinful humans. And um, the knowledge and purity part is God can shine a light on your sin. He can shine a light. There's no darkness in Him at all. You can't hide from Him. You can't hide your sins. And He's light in the way where He is completely pure. He is white as snow. He is clear. He is sinless and perfect.
1: Are you doing?
2: But like I said, if you read some other commentaries, there are some other interesting interpretations of this light aspect of God. But if you remember his purity and that you can't hide from him and you need to approach God with your sin, I think you got the overall point of what John is trying to say here. And then the next section is Jesus Christ in everyday life, and that's the first half of chapter two. We shouldn't sin, but if we do in our lives, we can have confidence that Jesus Christ is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. But either way, we shouldn't abuse the cross and remain living in the darkness that opposes the light. You know, that darkness is known as sin. And then the second section is the abiding commandment, and that is in chapter 2, verses 12 through 27. And it opens up with the primacy of love in verses 7 through 11. So basically, the Old Testament commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And actually, through the years of doing Bible dingers, this has become one of my favorite references, not only to the Bible, but to our history as a ministry. Because one of the first things Ryan says, I don't know if you remember when we were at our old church, and I never forgot it, that Ryan was like, this is this is the greatest commandment, to love your Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and he was talking about how so many christians focus on the heart and soul part and they think that theology should be like somewhere over there oh no those people care more about studying god's word than they do living it out and and ryan was making the point where all of these things are as important and we should do all of them not just experience god with our heart and not just say, he saved my soul and, and live with him within salvation. But we need to be studying and showing ourselves approved. But anyway, that's the I am delivered! moment where Ryan wanted to hit that. And um, that is the Old Testament commandment. But Jesus renews this commandment in Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. And it's what the apostles were given from the beginning. The apostles were given this old commandment. Jesus renews it to be a new commandment for us, even though it's not really new. He's just emphasizing, hey, this commandment did not die out. It's still important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then it breaks up into the confidence of God's people in verses 12 through 14 of chapter 2. And that says that our sins are forgiven through Christ. The word of God abides in us, and we have overcome the evil one through Christ as well. And then it dips into a very, very controversial part of Scripture that I wouldn't say is controversial at all, but it also bases uh, on your eschatology. And that's the warning and assurance part of this chapter in verses 18 through 27, and this is Antichrist talk. And for the book of Revelation, many theologians limit an Antichrist to one person, But here, John is pretty clear that there are many antichrists. John says, this is the antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. So anyone who denies the Father and the Son, according to John, is a form of an antichrist. Mm -hmm. So we could be waiting on one, or we could be waiting on a million, and we could very well be seeing millions of antichrists walking around Actually, all over our TV, even today. I know. So what he's saying is you have all of these people around you, all of these false teachers, all of these Antichrist figures. So the warning here is to never be deceived by lies.
0: I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but I did want to note a little nugget here. Okay, this is the same John that wrote Revelation. Revelation. Okay, so Whoa. let's just keep that in So mind. I'm
2: saying yeah, ma'am. But no, all of a sudden in oh, Revelation no. oh. All of a sudden he's talking about this mark of the beast, and he's talking about this one specific man that's gonna come in and just wreak havoc over the whole earth, and Jesus Christ has no power over him for a short time. Lies. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Guys, um
1: in my old church's Circle of conservative beliefs, they thought that Barack Obama was the antichrist,
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that brah? same group thinks that Trump is the antichrist now. Oh, well, I mean,
1: John says anybody who opposes Christ Ooh. is an antichrist, yep. Ooh. In some ways, they're right, in Anyone some ways, who they're wrong.
2: The father and the son, Ooh.
1: so, anyways, yes, but we will have different
0: eschatological uh, views. Represented on our show pretty soon here.
2: Yes, yes.
0: We've already recorded our post-millennial view. Our all-millennial view is scheduled to record, as well as our dispensational premillennial view.
1: So that's that. That's that. That's that's the episode. That no. oh oh wait except Point for three
0: the, yeah except for the second half of the book which we didn't go through. So sit back down because we ain't done yet. All right. So we got sections three and four. I'm going to make this quick because I know how excited you were for the end of the episode. And I totally just ruined that for you. Wow. All right. Um, So I'm going to be covering chapter two verses 28 through chapter four verse 19. And that is section three. And the large majority of that section is generally about how to live uh, in anticipation of the judgment seat. Um, And basically it says to live in fellowship with Christ, live righteously, do not remain in sin, love others sacrificially, and it also says to speak out against false teaching. All right. And then the last few verses... Of this section, it basically is an exhortation to have boldness at the judgment seat. Um, And he says here that there's no fear in love and that perfect love casts out fear. So have confidence before the judgment seat because we have perfect love. You know what I mean? Because we're children of God. Hmm. All right. So that's section three. And then finally, in section four, this is chapter four, verse 20 all the way to the end, which is chapter 5, verse 21. And this is basically about living obediently in your day-to-day life. Um, And it says to love your brother or sister, okay, love God, obey his commandments joyfully, and finally, keep yourselves from idols. And thats I think that's actually the last verse, and I, I love that last verse. It says, little children, keep yourselves from idols, period. Done. End mm-hmm. of the book. And that's it. That's the book of one won. One won. Yep, yep, yep.
2: Oh, now I do my part. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not a part of Dinger Nation! Then Ryan, why don't you tell them how they can join in?
0: Yes, you can be a part of By joining us on Patreon, we have plenty of patrons who we interact with on a daily basis through our chats on Instagram and Discord. And you can be a part of that, too. If you join us on Patreon, we will invite you to those chats. That's number one. Number two is you will receive all the early releases. You get these episodes a week before everybody else does. You get our YouTube videos a week or two before anybody else does. You get behind-the-scenes stuff, and Christmas is coming. Jingle, 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 jingle. And if they If you don't say, know what
2: that sounds like, it sounds like cookies in a can.
0: They say that you will get homemade cookies from me. Unless you're Coronado. Wife. Yes, unless you're Coronado and, and have you a PO leave box them in your P.O. box. And forget to check it, <laughs> And then trash talk me for weeks talking about you didn't get your cookies. Okay, you got your cookies. But you know what? What? They
2: don't listen anyways. They don't
0: listen anyways. (laughs) But you got your cookies anyways. Okay? So, shout out to Coronado Cookies. (laughs) They're probably still in the P.O. box. (laughs) All right, anyways, you can go on Patreon and search us, Bible Dingers, and, uh, and support us there besides that you can go to BibleDingers.com and find all the rest of our content if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or something like that. Our website has links to our YouTube page and our blog posts and pretty much everything else we do.
2: Yeah. And if you don't follow us on social media make sure you go on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and search at BibleDingers across the board. And while you're there
1: Just
2: Pass Don't pass and scroll. Hit that like button, hit follow, hit subscribe, and most importantly, ding on. Life
0: is a safari. Sticking to the game like Atari, my father that one love. I tangers. feel like and Marley When it's coming to my brothers, I'm sorry, I'm never sorry hold up. Hammers kicking like karate, shells over the beef, nobody <inaudible> ever fingers. want that manicotti the They're stretching the everybody, no Pilate.
2: automatic weapons, seafood, and turn it to calamari
0: we lay ca-